0: You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day. Welcome into Locked On Utes. I'm Jay Catch. That is the Brown Bear himself, Brian Brown. Brian, what is up, my friend? You're back in business, Jake. It feels good. Oh, it feels good. (laughs) I like that. I like the enthusiasm. It's going to be a good podcast. I can already tell. Coming up on today's podcast, we are going to transfer now from the commemorating the life of Ty Jordan. He'll never be forgotten, but we do need to talk about the football aspect of his loss. We are going to discuss that on today's podcast. Also, going to talk a little bit more about the future for Utah's offense as well, because I think there's some question marks around what they're doing with regards to the quarterbacks, who they've added from the transfer portal. What is Cam Rising's status? What is Jake Bentley's status? We'll get to that, and we also need to talk some Utah basketball, a year-in-review kind of look back at what Larry Kriskoviak's program has been through this year so a lot to get to on a wednesday edition of the show brian what do you say Shall we break into it here
0: ain't no time like the present my friend
1: absolutely and just a reminder that today's show is brought to you by our good friends at betonline.ag as well as bill barr we'll tell you a little bit more about them later on in the podcast all right without further ado that's the rundown let's get into it here this is the locked on utes podcast for december 30th 2020 Everybody, I'm Jay Catch. That is Brian Brown. Both of us work for the Zone Sports Network here in Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm a producer for the station. Brian does the exact same thing as me, but we are your co host tandem hosting this podcast, your daily podcast focused on all things Utah sports. And a big thank you for taking the time to join us, Brian. Well, first things first. We obviously have acknowledged the loss, the unimaginable loss of what Ty Jordan and what he means to the Utah football program. And right up front here, if you guys, if it's still too fresh for you, the the pit in your stomach, that hole, if it's too much for you, We don't mind if you skip ahead on today's podcast and maybe get to some of the other topics we're going to hit on. But we're going to hit on the first topic here, talking about Ty Jordan and what the football impact will be for the Utah football program. So, Brian, with Ty Jordan, him leaving a gaping hole, not only in the heart and the, the psyche of the Utah football program, but a gaping hole now in this offense, I guess, first off, give me your overall thought on what Utah is going to try to do here as they try and retool this offense going into 2021.
0: It's a fascinating conversation. And I think the, the biggest problem now is what do you do with the most you know, the most sure thing that you had going into 2021 now suddenly being open and empty? Uh I think that Utah is in an interesting position because they do have a, a, a good talented back there in Makai Bernard. He, he is no slouch and, and he has shown some ability in games, definitely nowhere near uh, what, what we saw from, from Ty in his first year. But, I think the real consideration is going to be what does Utah do with Jordan Wilmore and and Devin Brumfield? Are those two guys that are moving on because they were done with the program or is it because they were searching for carries and will Utah maybe adjust their thinking in terms of what their, what coach Whittingham's typical policy, which is once you enter the the portal, you're done at the university of Utah. I think both players left on good terms both players have a good relationship with the coaches. I think the need to get to get out and and find somewhere where they could get carries was reasonable. I, I, I don't think anybody inside that program would look at them and say, "Wow, you're not sticking around to fight? How dare you!" Especially because it wasn't just Ty; it was also Mackay Bernard that had bumped ahead on on the sure. depth chart.
1: So, so here's my question, Brian, when we did our signing day podcast, you were extremely high on money parks, the, the new signee in this recruiting class at running back. I think Ricky my, parks, I'm oh, sorry, excuse me, Ricky parks, yeah. excuse me, not money parks. Uh, so with regards to him, that's my big question is does Utah think that he can fit the bill that they're looking for to bolster that running back position alongside McKay Bernard and, ultimately stick to their guns with regards to the mentality that Kyle Whittingham traditionally has had with regards to the transfer portal. Once you enter it, you're done at the University of Utah. We wish you well, but you move on. What do you make of that circumstance? I don't think that the University of
0: Utah is is going to leave anything up to chance in terms of what they're looking for to fill positions. We've seen that already with what they've done at the quarterback position and how they went out and got both a graduate transfer and Charlie mm-hmm. Brewer for your starter, very experienced, also a very uh, developmental or maybe intriguing prospect Prospect would be better with Jaquindon Jackson. And okay. I think he is the kind of player, the kind of athlete that they've always craved at that quarterback position. I think the Utah philosophy is that you can you move the ball, Either you know side to side or, or sure. deep down the field, and I think that he can help you move the chains and, and bring the defense in in terms of his running ability to where you can go up over the top. That being said, they do need to fill that position. And the depth at running back, I think Ricky Parks has has the potential to step in and maybe get some reps. It's been so, so rare that a freshman running back has stepped in and just dominated, though. So I think they will look into the transfer portal. I think they will look at the JUCO ranks. I think they will consider bringing one or maybe even both of the two exiting backs back into the program. We saw Whittingham you know, welcome Joe Williams back a few years ago. Uh, So I don't I don't think that they're content to just roll with what they have. Uh, They definitely want to go make sure that they have the depth at every position. And and I think they really do think that they can make a run uh, at that Pac-12 championship in 2021.
1: So. Okay, so in that circumstance, then if you're going to look at these two different running backs, speaking of Jordan Wilmar and Devin Brumfield, mm. my personal feeling is that Brumfield, in my opinion, is the more likely of the two to be welcomed back to the program. And the reason I say that is because I think he's got a a different uh, skill set than what the other running backs that are currently on the roster and what's coming into the program right now that we that we know of that they than they have. He's more of a big-bodied back, can be more of your traditional short yardage back on a third and. Short or a fourth and short, and pick up those tough yards. What uh, am, am, I, am I wrong in that assessment, or do you think that both of them are equally uh, equally possible to come back? I, I think
0: I think Brumfield is the one that they probably look at more as, as a, uh, a, a, an insurance policy, whereas yeah. I think Jordan Wilmore is one that they were more than likely higher on moving forward. I Brumfield has some stuff with his personal life where he's expecting a baby okay. where I wonder if maybe that move is a little bit more permanent to Louisiana. All right. Uh, he, so he and his girlfriend maybe are looking to get home and, and just stay home. Uh, Will Moore, I, I would probably say maybe sits a little bit ahead of that list in terms of, you know, he was right there in the mix last year as a freshman. Sure. Uh, obviously was was going to see a ton of reps behind Zach Moss. Um, but at the same time, he'll understand that he's coming in to compete with Mackay Bernard, and he may not be interested in that. You know, maybe, maybe he's seen enough, or, or maybe he feels like that's just not where where he wants to you know press back into this with another competition um, with the same guys that he was with. So. I, I think that's those are two different things to weigh. It'll be interesting to see if they do go that route. I, I do know that there are players that they're looking at through the portal and, and through the JUCO ranks as well, though.
1: So the one thing that I will say before we move on to talk a little bit more about the quarterback and the offense as a whole for Utah, I want to get to that topic a little bit here, Brian. But the last thing I'm going to say on this is I've got the utmost faith that Kyle Whittingham and this Utah staff will find running backs that will fit the mold and do what they need to do to make this offense move. They've got a proven track record going back nearly two decades where you don't know who it's going to be, it feels like, but at least one or two guys are going to be be on that roster who are going to be difference makers at running back it's an unimaginable loss to lose Ty Jordan there is no doubt about it there's no easy way to replace what he appeared to be poised to do for Utah but I am of the opinion that I am not going to fret Utah whoever they end up having on that roster at running back I'm not going to fret whoever it is because I think at least one or two of those guys are going to be capable of filling that role quite competently
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think the other thing that you'll be looking forward to is an offensive line that we saw make really good growth in the run game. That'll be another year seasoned and they won't be interrupted by constant covid protocols and and they won't lose a spring ball and and you've got sure. young guys that developed in in five games and so you expect that they will develop and, and grow within that i think there are players within the program that can fill in in the run game too it doesn't have to be a running back for the U. you you talked about money parks earlier he is a guy that can carry the rock from the wide receiver position sure. and, and stretch the defense from sideline to sideline we've seen Britton covey do it some well, that's Brent, Brent where i Keithy think for that for that matter <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's nothing to say that if you get into a dire straight that you can't put him into the backfield. He's proven it, right? Sure. Yeah, I mean, tight ends aren't supposed to take fly sweeps. Let's just <laughs> That's put that point. one on the on, on record, you know, and you can come at me if you disagree with that one. Whatever, let's do it. But they've shown that they can get creative in the run game. I think where, where it was such an advantage having a, an established running back is it was just easy. Right. Like you didn't have to spend so much time being creative in that. But that's where Jaquin comes in. What about a potential package with him doing some wildcat style or, or QB run style stuff within the run game, depending on how healthy Cam Rising is, you know, Charlie Brewer can run the ball. So they have ways that they can run the football. I think this offense was very limited by Jake Bentley in that respect. He was not a running quarterback. He could run. Sure. But he was not a running quarterback.
1: Yeah. So we'll, let's talk about that actually coming up. Let's talk about the quarterback situation Utah finds themselves in. There are four or five names out there, it feels like, that could be the guy next year. We'll examine that coming up here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, Brian, let's talk about your favorite snack during the day, and that is <laughs> built bars. These things are absolutely phenomenal. I remember you told us a couple weeks back about the invention you came up with, the built bar sandwich. I have to say, I have yet to partake of a built bar sandwich, but I look forward to doing it in the near future what is your favorite part about a built bar
0: it's just the ease, you know. It's I can plan on having. I have a couple of my backpack with me wherever I go. Yes, I'm a grown man that carries a backpack. It's hey, just easier that way. I've
1: done it for. I'm I'm in my mid 30s. I got two kids and I carry a backpack. So
0: it's a, it's definitely a media thing, you know. Yeah. Like you you carry your recorders in there, your microphones, whatever it is that you need. It's just yeah. easy to have it there. But it's the ease of it. I've got a few in the backpack. Sure, you know, if I'm hungry, I don't have to think. Oh, what do I want to go get? I don't have to take time out of my day to go to the grocery store or someplace like that. It's just there it's ready to go 130 to 180 calories depending on your flavor and boom you're right back in business.
1: And the best part is there's 20 different flavors right now, and they're continuing to add to them all the time. You can go to BuiltBar.com to learn more about this company. It's a Utah homegrown company, by the way. We love the fact that they are local here in Utah. So check them out. Once again, go to BuiltBar.com. While you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You'll get 20% off your next order. It's a great way to save money on the best-tasting protein bars. As Brian said, they're the perfect complement wherever you're at on your lifestyle. Health journey, whether you're trying to lose or maintain weight, you're dieting, they're the perfect compliment regardless. So check them out once again. Promo code locked on at builtbar.com and enjoy the best tasting protein bars on the market. Branching off of our topic we were just talking about with the running back situation the quarterback situation for Utah has got a very interesting multiple dynamics to it because you have two graduate graduate transfer who came in two transfers overall who have come in a graduate transfer in Charlie Brewer as you mentioned a four year starter for Baylor very accomplished in the Big 12 he now comes to Utah as a graduate transfer Jaquindon Jackson a highly thought of prospect signed with Texas originally now comes to Utah the second side transfer in was it three years now after the transfer of cam rising from texas in his own right you have cam rising we need to talk about and of course there's the ever uh present topic of his does jake bentley what's his status going to be is he going to come back for another year where do you want to where do you want to dive in on this? Where should we, where should we attack this from with regards to the quarterbacks?
0: Yeah, it's a fascinating conversation. I think probably let's start at at the very top of the chart with what cam rising status is going forward and, and what Utah's kind of opinion is of him. You know, I, I think all along they probably thought he was going to be the lead guy and that Jake Bentley was more of an insurance policy and, you know, Bentley could never get over the hump mentally for the University of Utah. And, and we saw that it was a tough transition. He was great in the offseason, but it just wasn't enough. And and now he's in the transfer portal and and, you know, looking at what Utah has in Cam Rising, I think what they really loved about his game was his potential to move the ball both with his feet and with his arm. Mm hmm. Very, very, very strong arm. I think at times probably a little livelier than Tyler Huntley. He's built differently than Tyler. He's very thick in his lower half, but he's incredibly quick and twitchy. Uh, So I think that's always, you always want to give your guys who are in the program the benefit of the doubt. I think the number one question on people's mind is how healthy is he going to be? And they just don't know. Now, the prognosis on his shoulder was much better than they expected it to be. And so there is potential for him to return in the fall. But Kyle Whittingham's not going to leave anything up to chance. And, and that leads me to think that the reason for bringing Charlie Brewer in was primarily as an insurance policy. Now, the thought might be why would Brewer go to Utah? Well, obviously you're going to have a great defense. You got a lot returning on offense. You know, at the time you thought you'd had a really powerful run game. And so that all leads to a great opportunity for you to come in and compete as a four year starter in a program. That's very similar to the one that Matt rule Mm -hmm. ran at Baylor.
1: Yeah, well, and I, I actually think that's a very valid point there is because Matt Rule had a very similar style and just overall the way he ran the program, I think Kyle Whittingham is very much in that same mold. So a guy like Charlie Brewer, yeah, maybe Dave Aranda wasn't it for him and he decided, you know what, I want to find somewhere else that fits what I'm was, what i looking for and he may have found. He obviously found that with Utah and looking forward to seeing what he does there. I think the biggest wild card in all of this is Jaquindon Jackson just because of his Roth tools, uh, for lack of a better term with regards to that. He was a highly thought of ESPN or 24-7 top 300, top 200 recruit, depending where you were looking. Guy absolutely has every tool it appears to be a an elite dual-threat quarterback. I think it's no uh, secret that Kyle Whittingham has long coveted having a true dual-threat quarterback who can get it done with his feet and with his arm. I think in the limited sample size we saw from Cam Rising, I like to call him bad moon. I'm I'm going to call him bad moon from here until the end of time. I think it's a great nickname, but I think that you saw in the limited time that he was on the field, you saw what Kyle Whittingham I think has always wanted from his quarterbacks. But the fact that he's having that shoulder surgery and it's going to be out for an extended period of time, maybe Jaquindon Jackson gets that opportunity to come in and be that quote unquote wild card who could take this job and make it his own.
0: Absolutely. And I think there were two kind of ideas or, or, Prevailing theories in bringing him in. One was filling the hole that they'd missed in 2020. Now Cooper Justice is a prospect. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. He, he has a size profile. There is some athleticism there. He can throw the ball a quarter mile, but he is nowhere near starting ability. Let's get that clear. So, so we all saw a half out of Drew List. That was four years in the making. That's kind of where Cooper Justice is following in the footsteps of. You know, so so put that one out of mind, out of sight, because it's. We'll see him in spring ball, but it, the, the the potential is just not not transferable to the field yet. What JaQuindon Jackson brings is immediate impact. Okay, so he is a running quarterback in terms of you know six three two thirty four six forty, and then all of that stuff is legitimate. timed, like spark, this yeah. is no joke. It is like a linebacker out there at running back or quarterback. But in addition to that, he has the ability to throw throw the ball down the field and throws with accuracy. I don't know that he's going to be an air raid style quarterback, you know, where he's going to throw the ball 60, 70 times a game. I think what Utah likes about him is his ability to move the chains and move the sticks with, with his legs. He's 230 pounds. Like he is almost a very smaller version of Cam Newton in that regards. And so what you can do with that is you can run the ball all day long and open up the pass game over the top. And I think that's really where Utah wants to get to is where they are getting their explosive plays out of big yards over the top or on the ground rushing. And I think if you have a quarterback like him, that gives you a lot of options. You know, you can run RPO stuff, some things that Utah hasn't been able to do in the past that they can do out of that. A lot more counter G where the quarterback keeps sure. off of the counter. Yeah. A lot more read. You know, that kind of thing. And his skill set and his style all fits that. So he's also a guy that you could factor in to possibly starting next year, depending on how quickly he picks everything up.
1: I think the the nice part is there are options there for Utah. I think that's the the simple truth of the matter with this entire conversation is that there's going to be no shortage of options for Utah. And the nice part is it's going to fit, I think, that uh, whatever Andy Ludwig wants to do with whatever quarterback he settles on, he's proven he can adapt his system to fit how it's going to go. So Mm. I I look forward to seeing how things shake out. I'm hopeful, Brian. We talked a little bit about this yesterday that we get to see spring balls this year is the media and get a chance to interact with these players and coaches who knows how covid's ultimately going to allow that or not allow that to happen But you hope that that development comes along. And a kid like JaQuindon Jackson gets in there, gets acclimated, picks up the offense. And if he is the right guy, I have no doubt that Kyle Whittingham and Andy Ludwig, that brain trust there on the offensive side of the ball, they will make the right decision and put the right guy in the spot to give them success and hopefully set them up for that run that, as you talked about, hopefully at a 2021 Pac-12 South Championship
0: absolutely and i think the the big part to remember with all of this is what they've done is they've set themselves up to to mold the offense to whatever it is that they need to do if, if you need a more pocket style passer then you can do somebody like uh Charlie Brewer, if you want to run the ball and you feel like Jaquin and Jackson is ready, you can do that. If if you're ready to go all in with the dual threat and he's healthy, that cam rising is the perfect fit for that. And then you have Castelli in 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 the background, you know, learning, growing, getting the reps off the field and and out of sight so that he can be ready to step in when he needs to down the road. Uh, What we've learned from this team from watching it this season is that that defense is going to be a force next year, the growth and and the, you know, explosiveness of the growth too, to where they were so dominant towards the end of the year. And we saw guys popping out like crazy. I think Clark Phillips, the third, we finally saw him scratch the surface of his potential. And it's, I I really believe that that was just one of what will likely be many, you know, interception returns for touchdowns. So, What they have is they have flexibility, they can build it, you know, depending on how the roster shapes itself, depending on who stays healthy and, and who makes it into fall, because I think that's always one thing you have to be wary of. They're in a really good shape.
1: Absolutely. All right. So that'll be interesting to look at that and see what shakes out with regards to the quarterback battle. But as we wrap up today's podcast, I want to switch gears and talk a little basketball. Looking back on the year that was for Larry Kraskoviak's program, a lot of different things have happened this year for in college hoops, especially for Utah. We'll get to that here in just a moment, Brian, but let's talk about our good friends at bet online. We love this company. They're a brand new sponsor with us here on the locked on podcast network across the network, by the way, we love having them on board, but it is the best place the one place you should go if you're trying to get into the sports betting scene it's becoming more and more popular nationwide obviously a lot of people out there have taken a new interest in sports betting it seems to almost make you i don't know the way i describe it brian it helps you i think lock in on games even more than you might already be locked in on them Is, does that make sense yeah, it's it's I was talking to one of my coworkers today and I said, Do you like
0: burritos? And he said, Yes. Yeah. I said, Do you like burritos with hot sauce? He said, Double yes. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. Signing on to bed online is the hot sauce on your burrito. So whether you're into Cholula or whatever else it is, like it just makes it that much better. And let's be honest, every now and then you get a burrito that's just not very good. True that a little extra hot sauce, man, that can change everything. Good call on the Cholula, by the way. That's my my personal favorite.
1: But make sure you check it out. Go to betonline.ag and sign up for your free account. And while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit, guys. It's free money. They are giving you money to bet with at betonline.ag. We love having them on board with us here on the Locked On Utes podcast. Encourage you guys to check that out. Once again, sign up at betonline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON and receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Brian, as we close out this Wednesday edition of the podcast, of course, it's the end of the year. We're looking forward to 2021, 2020 has just been one of those unique years that I don't think any of us will ever forget. It's just this year and everything that's gone on. And for some people, it's been a lot worse than others, but regardless, it's something that you will never forget, especially amidst this pandemic. But we talked a little bit yesterday about how COVID-19 affected the athletic department for Utah, how it affected the football program, but I did want to take a minute and look back at basketball for Larry Kraskoviak's program. Uh, they've had a really up-and-down year, it feels like, had their moments where it's moments of brilliance have felt like, and there's other moments where it's just like it's the same old story with Larry Kraskoviak. These guys are falling flat on their face. And I think the early returns of this season we've seen late this year have some positive signs to them. But overall, what is your assessment of how the running Utes look? it's
0: it seems like we say the same thing every single season this is it looks like the roster has somehow gotten younger but a team that is inexperienced and has potential and has some talent but they need to make some steps on the floor i think that's the biggest thing now we did start to see some things pop i think anytime you beat a team by 38 points that's that's a good good thing you know Uh, i will stick to my guns on winning being better than losing um (laughs) But I, you know, it, it was tough to watch that Utah BYU game. Sure. It, it just wasn't, it wasn't entertaining. It wasn't fluid, you know, and maybe some of it was not having a crowd there. Like if that's going to be an issue for them, then they really need to do some soul searching and figure out how to fix that. But The the biggest thing is they just look so disconnected, and and it seems like that has taken a step forward. Luckily, they're going to play against UCLA on the 31st, so we'll be able to see a little bit about that. Um, But I think, you know, as you look at the year as a whole, you know, this season seems to be almost like a a reflection of last season, and and last season ended in such a bizarre fashion, right? Like, we were just starting to find out about this pandemic thing, and then Alfonso Plummer just goes – you know, napalm down there in the first game of the Pac twelve conference and they lose.
1: Yeah that, that In was the first round that and that's the thing about it though you have a guy who goes absolutely nuclear on the floor and you still lose that game it was it just it was the most confounding thing with regards to if you're a utah running utah basketball fan it, it's just one of the things you look at and you're like okay, okay you have this guy over here who seemingly can't miss and he just shoot from anywhere on the court but we still found a way to lose that game how how does that happen but that, I think, set, I think I almost epitomized how things were going for Utah. But I am with you. Looking at this season so far, yes, the, the BYU loss is utterly frustrating for a Utah fan. To see your two best players, in theory, Ryland Jones and Timmy Allen, bottled up in that game and not be able to effectively affect the game in any form or fashion was rough. But I think the, the blowout win over Washington, now getting ready for UCLA and the Pac-12 slate they've got ahead of them here, I think things are looking up right now, but the hope is that they learn their lesson from earlier on this year in conference play in early 2020 versus now they're going into 2021.
0: Yeah, and I think some of that will be the case. I think that they've managed to get players in the program that are committed to the program. I think Booth Gotch was always kind of a little bit toe-in-the-watery, both from an injury perspective, and it took him a long time to really acclimate after the injury Um, but it does feel like the guys that are there, Ryland Jones, I think is a very, very important piece to this team. I think Timmy Allen coming back and and wanting to really put some things together because he clearly wants to go play professionally at some point. I think those two guys being your leaders are important. Uh, You're seeing some development out of some younger guys that, you know, Ian Martinez is the one that I really uh, obviously I've talked about Pella Larson, but I think we kind of know what we have with Pella. It's how comfortable does he get? How much does he start putting his imprint on games rather than just being kind of shy on the court? I I really want to see what happens with Ian Martinez because I feel like, the Utes have really struggled offensively when Ryland Jones. And this is not breaking analysis. Everybody knows they've struggled when he leaves the court. So yeah. can Ian Martinez step in and be a, a difference maker in the second union? And can Alfonso Plummer continue the level of play that he's playing at? Because he really he's not hitting from three as much, but he is playing at a very high level. I think he's over. 50-something percent on the season already for shooting. You know, I, I want to say it was 54%. Boy, Jake, maybe I should do some prep on the podcast once.
1: We're podcasting. Come on. Why, why would we prep? Come on. We're, we're going Silly. off the cuff on this. My Silly. my last point I want to make here, Brian, before we close this out is my biggest thing for Utah going into 2021 hoops-wise is I want to see them have a consistent run of games that are played on a consistent basis. It has been very much stop-start this year and it has yeah. lended to no Uh, form of reliability, no form of just a, you know what you're going to get from this team. I think that that would be a big thing for them if they can get a a solid run of games here where you're playing two and with how COVID-19 is going, maybe three games a week. Once you get into the groove of things, I actually think that's actually going to be a benefit to this Utah basketball program. The fact that they've played one or two games, shut things down for a week or so, then played another game, and then had something else happen where they haven't been able to play. That consistency, though that, well, I guess the inconsistency of it all, that is, I think wreaked havoc on the potential development of these young players.
0: Hundred percent, and and I think exactly everything that you said. Getting some consistency, seeing what this team can develop with a stretch. Yeah, uh, against some, there is some quality talent in the Pac-12. I I think this season is going to be very misleading in terms of interconference play, not really telling us the full story about teams. Yeah, and and maybe that's my Pac-12 bias showing through because they went what was it one in ten against you know out of a conference opponent. It It was good yeah not good <laughs> Yeah, so, i think yeah, you know on. i think that's where uh, i know that utah fans want a title or a tournament berth and they deserve it I, I know that this team wants it and they deserve it i'm just curious to see how much that they you know how much how much what it's going to take to get into the tournament changes between now and now and then
1: and that'll be a big thing to see you. And tomorrow on the podcast, we'll preview if Mick Cronin will actually blow a blow a, blow a a gasket uh, because I love watching that guy coach on the sideline. It looks like at any given moment he could have something happen that's not good for your health. But we'll preview that game in more in its entirety tomorrow. But I think the biggest thing is just finally getting on a run here and actually being able to play games on a consistent basis will be the biggest thing for Utah Hoops. All right, Brian, as we close out today's podcast, any parting thoughts or shots from you?
0: Oh, man, I have so many shots at so many different things. No, I like, uh, always, always, always thank you everybody for listening. Um, you know, I, I think my parting thought is just that as I try to interact with people today and, and engage where people were at, it just, this year has been so tough. And, and so, you know, hug your, well, I just want to tell people to hug your families and I don't know if you can even do that anymore. Right. Like <laughs> it's just a crazy year like that. So, you know, stay true, you know, stay stay focused you know um, this is getting way too long but um yeah you know stay in the moment and and just know that better times are, are always ahead no matter what's coming
1: and that's the hope that's the thing and we'll, we'll try to have some fun of course on social media so follow brian at brown bear slc follow the podcast we love our this podcast the feed is is relatively young we, we've relaunched that we need you guys to follow us there we'll keep you updated with regards to the podcast and everything with utah at locked on utes if you want to follow me i know many of you think i'm a cougar uh homer etc but you can follow me as well at jacob c hatch happy to entertain you guys as best we can and i echo what brian just said better times are i think there is a brighter future ahead for all of us 2021 is almost here let's make it a better year than 2020 was there's no doubt about that but until tomorrow have a great rest of your day this has been the locked on youths podcast for december 30th 2020 and we will talk to you guys tomorrow